From the pen to the mound, it's hour number two of Sports Talk. Now appearing, Evan Kahn along with me, Scott Beatty, and we proceed till 6 o'clock. Hope you are doing well. If you're just uh, jumping in the car on your way home from the day's activities, the day's work, we're here to keep you a little bit of company. Alina Notebook with Brian Barnhart is on the way because tomorrow night there's a football game, Illinois and Indiana. Also, after its pilot debut last week, two out of three ain't bad coming up as well. If you want to be the contestant for today, be ready to give us a call at 217-356-9397. And if you can answer a few questions live on the air, well, you'll you'll win some fabulous prizes. I always wanted to be a game show host. Which game? Wheel of Fortune. That when I was a kid, I just loved Wheel of Fortune. Okay. As I got older, I thought Jeopardy would be kind of cool. Not much of a feud guy. Oh, I mean, it, I love the feud. Uh, how? Uh, which iteration? Any of them, yeah. as long as it's not what, what's the the InSync guy when when he hosted it for like three weeks. You know, those were kind of off, and now he just does the the intro announcement, and and then the one guy who is just kind of like a professional game show host. I don't mean to offend, but the guy with the like solid white hair that hosted it for a, a brief time. Yeah, I, I I could see him, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, I don't know Somebody his don't name either. It, but, but, but I mean, Steve Harvey has sort of made it his own. Uh, yeah, that's probably what he's best known for at this point, right? Or <laughs> I mean, at he's least got a radio show, for, and he's for got people. Yeah, for yeah, people he, of a certain age, that's probably what they know him the most for. Yeah, and just you know, just given the weird, given a what are you thinking to all the contestants <laughs> kind of look. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we got our own little, my own little game show fantasy coming up here on uh, Sports Talk. Football tomorrow and soccer tonight as well. Illinois soccer taking on Texas A&M. Texas A&M had a soccer game this past weekend that more than 6,000 attended because soccer's a thing down there. And they have something called, I just learned about it, fish camp. You know what fish camp is? It's nothing to do with, well, I don't know. I think that's what they call freshmen or something. But the freshmen all go to this big camp and they get orientated to traditions and the whole life in Texas A&M. But it's kind of a student-led thing. It's not a... Sounds like a cult. Well, I mean, it's it's Texas A&M, so... (laughs) In, in sports, so uh, you say fish camp. I thought maybe it's you know the the history of Jimbo Fisher or something. <laughs> you know Jimbo of Fisher Appreciation Class or something yeah, like that. Know. And okay. then the whole bunch of them all went out to a so soccer it's game. Aggies Appreciation kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of, it's kind of like maybe a rush kind of like initiation, you know, type like welcome to the college. Mm. I'm just learning about this. I think there's multiple layers to it. Well, and if I remember right. My school, my sisters went to schools that didn't have uh, as big of football programs or a football program at all, so they always had like a back-to-school kind of thing. Of course, it's not Texas A&M, so there's not like 100,000 students involved. But. Yeah. There just, there's just nothing small when it comes to any traditions at Texas In schools. Texas. Everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. Yeah. But it's a really good soccer program, and they are in town tonight over at Demersion Park. Should be a beautiful evening, and it's a 7 o'clock First touch, as they say, over Demersion for that one. So uh, those are some of the, uh, what's going on. A little bit quieter today, baseball-wise, as sometimes happens on a Thursday. The White Sox get a much-needed series win. They take care of the Royals. 
seven to one. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with yard today, going two for five. AJ Pollock had a homer and a two RBI day. Uh, former Illini Michael Massey, a three for three day, including a double, and also took a walk. So he had a good day at the plate, but the Royals only mustered one run out of eight hits. And uh, White Sox get a series winner. Cardinals last night with uh, just just a f- wacky and fun win. Uh, <laughs> just just figured out how to win despite uh, kind of like a cat with multiple lives. <laughs> Extra base hits. Yep. And timely defense and, and, and all that good Chase stuff. Chase Anderson. How are they going to throw Chase Anderson back out there again after two days ago? Everybody went off on him, so... I guess when you get to the 13th inning, it's just kind of whoever you got that that has some bullets left. So take them how you can get them. Um, And uh, the Dodgers and Mets are playing right now. They're tied at two in the bottom of the sixth inning. But, uh, yeah, Cubs and Cardinals get one off before they uh, start up another series uh, tomorrow. We'll have the Sox against the Twins tomorrow night so that's some of uh what's going on other than not not too many big screaming headlines nba though big trade uh, with donovan mitchell now headed to the Cavs. Mm -hmm. so that's been making the rounds of course in nba headlines and some people feeling like the jazz are positioning themselves to be contenders in like two years at least they're doing really weird in the Cavs too now they've got two point guards and two centers and uh, not a whole lot in between but we're not really here to break down the Cavs it's just great this time of year when all the sports get going again and it's more what games do we have and breaking down those games rather than waiting for whatever random headline to to come across and lucky that it is getaway day otherwise I'd probably be tuned into baseball the only thing better than october baseball is september baseball but everybody's off so we're gonna crazy crazy slate of games what did i count three top 25 as well as two big 10 games and those are just the ones you know that jump out at us i'm sure teams in other conferences might have even more but this really (laughs) full weekend for the kickoff of college football is i think there's even a couple games on sunday too you know yeah, we sit and talk about it. We talked about it last show. Oh, it's weird when there's gonna be a Thursday night game and all you know for Illinois and you know Illinois is playing on a Friday night tomorrow night. But here we are, and I'm thinking tonight the compelling thing, maybe not as nationally. It, it will be. I don't know how the state of Pennsylvania is going to handle two big programs playing tonight. But you got the backyard brawl with West Virginia and Pittsburgh, <laughs> and then Penn State's at it's like, Purdue. It's like a divided state, right? I, the I Pittsburgh so. folk that are concerned there, and then the Penn State folk. So, here it is. Like, this is, I mean, there's no NFL yet. This is just, I mean, it's, it's well, genius. The last, yeah, the last Thursday that there is an NFL, I think they go the full 18 weeks, or the majority of them nowadays, and that's where college football started to get in, and then the, the NFL is like, oh, that's a pretty good idea, let's steal it, why don't we, and we'll sell it to Amazon, hire Al Michaels away, and it, it turns into this big spectacle, but yeah, big big kickoff for, for college football here on a Thursday, not something... I don't know. I, I still don't know if I enjoy it, but it'll be fun tonight. That, that Penn State-Purdue game, I know you can't go too much off of a first game, but you're trying to see if Purdue can kind of keep going from where they were last year. Penn State not 
ranked in the preseason poll, which doesn't happen a, a whole lot. So I'm sure they feel like they've got something to prove, although they're going into there as the favorites, uh, field goal favorites, mm-hmm. if I, I saw right. So, I think three and a half, actually. So both teams motivated, having conference play in, in week one, I think that's good, gives you compelling matchups. There's a, a whole lot of those as we go through the weekend. So no shortage of good action as far as college sports and pro sports here for a while. Yep, and then tomorrow night, Illinois and Indiana. It'll be 5 o'clock. Our game day coverage starts in earnest. So tomorrow night at this time, we'll be doing our pregame coverage. We'll do an hour of sports talk at 4 o'clock from from Bloomington and from here. I'll be there. You'll be here. And we'll have some fun with that. And then pregame, and then 7 o'clock is the kick. And then we're going to do late night postgame and uh, get back here late uh, into Saturday morning and try to recover with a three-day weekend. And then we do it all again and get ready for a, a regular rhythm week in terms of football with a Saturday game next week against Virginia. So that's what's on tap. Talked to Coach Q uh, last hour and uh, reminded of he thinks Illinois has the advantage up front on defense. He thinks Indiana has the front, has the advantage in the secondary on defense. And, and Lauren kind of just said, Let's see, you know, they're going to probably still dare Tommy DeVito to throw. Because at the end of the day, Illinois' wide receivers are a little bit untested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are. They as, long, are as well as a quarterback in this environment. Yeah, and what we saw last week, he, he you know, it was mostly go to the open man and didn't have to force anything or, or really make plays. So we've got to go on the road on a Friday night. And if they are dialing up the blitzes, like we, we think that they might, it's going to be way more pressure packed than it was last Saturday over here at, at Memorial Stadium. But just so many unknowns with this game. Best of all, Illinois got to win. A little bit of confidence going in. Uh, a prove it game for them as well as people are trying to figure out is this a bowl team is it not you've got to win tomorrow if you want to make a bowl game so if illinois wins what kind of score do you think it'll be i'm not asking you for a specific well, score I, but if we're going on vegas vegas has the over under around 46 and that's kind of what i was thinking something like a a, a 21 18 kind of ball game I was just thinking in my head, twenty-one seventeen. Yeah, a couple couple touchdowns here, you know, a couple touchdowns there. People settling for field goals, whole lot of punts. I just don't see either team running away with it. New offense to 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 get out there for Indiana. It's kind of the same for Illinois. A defense that has shown itself for Illinois to contain, for the most part. I don't know if they're gonna hold them to six points like Wyoming, but you know. Turn, turnovers. It's probably going to come down to, to turnovers in the field position battle. As Yeah, neither team looks like a, a super potent offense, although that remains to be seen with Indiana and Illinois. Hangs their hat on their defense. Indiana probably a little more known with their defense. So whichever defense can take it away, maybe even score some points, that could really swing things. Illinois, I, again, going on one game, didn't have uh, the greatest showing with the field goal unit. Just doesn't seem like a very pointy game. Just no, it just just doesn't. Now watch it be forty six, forty two, or something like that. Yeah, that's well, what happens when you predict. That's what they were saying for the you know Nebraska Northwestern game. New offenses. You're out of the country. Week zero. Not going to be a whole lot of points, and it ends up being whatever it was thirty one, thirty. 20, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, sixty points scored. So, <laughs> well, that's why we sit here and just guess because that's fun. But 
what we actually know sometimes. Yeah, they, they become a little obsolete after the things happen. Yep. CU Trade Services is a uh, place to be checking out right now for assurance on the health and uh, state of your the very systems in your home, your HVAC units, your furnace, your air conditioning, your plumbing, your electricity. You can get on a maintenance plan with them and get some peace of mind. If you're sitting here right now going, is my furnace ready to go? Have I changed the things? Is 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 everything working? The exchangers and all the things, the the elements that need to be going properly for the furnace. How about CU Trade Service? Get them in there to give it give it a look and say, "Yep, you're good to go for when the cooler weather comes." And hey, meteorological fall is starting today. So, from a weather person's perspective, we've just started fall. I know it's 83 degrees right now, but it's going to be some cool nights here pretty soon. So. Feel good about your furnace and everything else in your home with the plans that CU Trade Service offers, where you can pay a little bit right now and avoid the big emergency uh, repair services later. They do all kinds of things. They say do it all with one call, building better together, CU Trade Services. Line and notebook coming up, and then we'll play two out of three. Ain't bad. Be ready if you want to play. Sports Talk on a Thursday, normally... We saved the Illini Notebook for Fridays, but Friday is a football game. So we'll do the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart right now. He's the voice of the Illini here with us on Sports Talk. And our convo is always brought to you by Jupiters, Billy Brews, Seven Saints, and Guidos. Great to have you here, Brian. And, yes, sir. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Seems like it would be a football, a high school thing, but yeah. it's a college football thing these days. Yeah. Well, these Friday night games are better if you're at home, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because of the travel involved. And it's going to be a late night for the guys getting back in. Uh, and they do, of course, have a game next Saturday against Virginia at home. But yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, conference game, I think, you know, there's been some debate as to whether it's better for Illinois to have played a game and Indiana have tape on you uh, or the other way around where Indiana hasn't played yet. I. I think it's better to have played a game, frankly. I mean, I you think get on those, balance, get that, I agree with you. Get you. that stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. The, you know, whatever jitters you might have, or whatever you know, as you've been working through camp, and then suddenly you're playing an opponent, and you make some mistakes. Well, now you get those out of the way. Now it's Indiana's turn to go through that. Yeah, no matter yeah. what Indiana is this year, and there's a lot of unknowns, they're not going to be their best version of themselves tomorrow night. Right. First games are always wacky. Anyway, we just yeah, saw a lot be. of. We, my concern is, you know, last Saturday, some of the mistakes that Illinois made are the kinds of mistakes that Bielma preaches about that can cost you games. Right. Now, Illinois was so much better than Wyoming that they, they had room for error. But you're not going to have that kind of room for yeah. error all the time. Well, they didn't really have a lot of them. It was a no, very No, but I'm just saying very, a, yeah, a, yeah, a, but, a drive-killing but, penalty or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. when it's a close three-point game, yeah. miss a field goal, that, that can be a difference. Yeah, I would say in that game, they were not perfect. But I would say they limited the things that can come up and get you beat. They held them. You could count on one hand the things that mm-hmm. they did wrong. I mean, the long run by the quarterback was a you know miscoverage. Uh, you know the penalties they had on the drive that killed one drive. A couple of plays called back. You know after big gains, that was about it. I mean, the rest of the other was pretty solid. They looked like a solid Big Ten team. That was the biggest takeaway. I, any any first game like that in particular, I. And I do this with basketball, too. Throw out the score. They're going to win the game. But how did they look doing it? Mm-hmm. And I thought they looked pretty darn good. Well, so. and the look that we saw, I think, shocked a lot of people. We've been talking about it all week. And 
Brett Bielma is still going to want to run the ball, but to see 35 passes mm-hmm. and, and just the different kind of looks that we saw on offense is different than what Brett Bielma has ran since he became a head coach, what, 10, 12 years ago. I, I think we're, we're seeing how college football is evolving and football in general. You, you just got to pass the ball to get to that next level, and they finally brought it here to Illinois. People have talked over the years about Wisconsin and their running game, and well-deserved. I mean, they've cranked out you know, Heisman Trophy candidate after Heisman Trophy candidate. But Brett Bielema has always said his best teams at Wisconsin were really balanced. A couple hundred yards throwing. Now, when he had Russell Wilson, that was a different that was a different type of situation than some of the typical Wisconsin quarterbacks you've seen where they basically, you know, try to manage the game and, and not cost the team the game. He was a special talent. One of his best teams he ever had at Wisconsin was one that had Russell Wilson. Now, Tommy DeVito is not Russell Wilson, but he's got some mobility. He can, uh, in this new offense, he can, uh, you know, get the short passing game going and he, with a high degree of accuracy, very efficient. Jay Lehman told me last week, just get five or six more first downs a game. You know, let the defense stay off the field. Those are things that all add up over time, and I think Tommy DeVito can do that. I thought there was a moment where Tommy DeVito, Scott Ritchie brought it up yesterday, where he sidestepped a rush. There wasn't a ton of rush from Wyoming, but he mm-hmm. sidestepped a rush and just stayed an extra beat in the pocket and mm-hmm. delivered a throw. I thought that was a moment where maybe some other the past quarterbacks bail. Um, and I, I just if, if that's what you can get out of Tommy DeVito is just a good, accurate thrower within uh, medium range and and, uh, and 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 avoids big mistakes. You know, just be a good game manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll carry you a long way. I'm not talking about 10-2 and two here. I'm talking about what I think we agree we saw, which was that looks like a pretty solid football team. Mm-hmm. Looks like yeah. there's some things there. Maybe not the depth that everybody has. Um, I, you know, We'll see if it's 6-6, six, 7-5, six, crazy 8-4. and four. But I think they can be better. I mean, I think they are better than oh, they yeah, were last year. So what for is sure. what I mean to say. Oh, yeah. I think they're better at a lot of different spots. The depth is the question. When you have an injury, now they're they're probably deepest in the running back room, and there you lose McCray right out of the gate. So, you know, we'll see how long he's out. But they've got other guys, Reggie Love and Lawfrey, I think, could play, and Chase Hayden, he played for Bielema down at Arkansas. and So, I mean, they've got plenty of depth in that room. And then you throw in, you know, the receivers. I was encouraged by what I saw with from Hightower. Pat Bryant, I think, could emerge here as a star at some point. He's got the size and the – the hands to do that. I love Tip Ryman, what he does. He worked his tail off this summer, so um, I like it a lot. Not just because they scored on two plays, <laughs> but because I just like the overall. I like watching. I know when we like play Minnesota, they always run RPO, you know, and, and it's like okay, they just kind of take whatever you give them. You know, you're going to go this way, we're going to go that way, and I like that. And if you get a quarterback that can complete passes, then that makes it even more dangerous. So how do you look at this game tomorrow night with Indiana? I can't figure it out, and I think that's part of the fun of it. Uh, you know, if if this is Illinois, Iowa, we're talking about. Well, we know what Iowa does. They're going to mm-hmm. do this, and they're going to do that. Or if it's Wisconsin, they're going to do this, and yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, and I think that's why the odds makers are having trouble <laughs> trying to figure out who's going to win the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's why it's pretty close. I think. Yeah, they they went two and ten last year. Uh, they were horrible on offense. Literally, they scored the last eight games they lost, they scored 11 points a game. So they brought in a new offensive coordinator, bunch of transfers, transferred quarterback, transfer from Missouri, uh, transfer from Auburn at running back, Florida State, I mean, North Carolina. 
everywhere. They got guys coming from everywhere. So yeah, it's a total restart, especially on offense. Defensively, Tom Allen runs the show, so you kind of have an idea of what they're going to do defensively, and and he's always done a good job in that position. But yeah, I mean, it's a big unknown as to what we're going to see. Get ready for blitzes. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Allen likes to take gambles yeah. on defense. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Yeah, you know, he kind of he'll dial up stuff uh, at the risk of sometimes maybe even giving up something big in a high risk, mm-hmm. high reward stuff yeah. on defense. Well, this isn't a matchup that we see very often. I was trying to think, and we'll probably get more into it into the notebook. But you would mm-hmm. think Illinois, Indiana, if they don't play in basketball, people would know about it. Yeah. But Illinois and Indiana, football wise, every couple, three, four years, they, yeah. they kind of come up, and then you don't see them for a while. Yeah, one time in nine years. Just crazy, which is crazy. Uh, so we played them there. Twenty thirteen was the last trip over, and they played us here five years ago. Jeff George Jr. was the quarterback <laughs> for Illinois, which tells you something. That was five years ago. So yeah, it's. I think uh, Jamal Woods is the only, from what I can tell, maybe the only Illini he played in that twenty seventeen game. And of um, course, Paucho because and, and he was Pal- born. Paucho's yeah been around, but <laughs> other than that. Um, you know, it's it, you're starting. Oh, like I think you Palcho said, you, went to the Liberty Bowl or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're basically starting over with trying to scout them. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know where you start, but obviously they've had a plan. I did find it interesting that uh, Brett Bielema mentioned that during the course of fall camp, they just set aside a day or two for Indiana prep, and so they're kind of almost ahead of where they need to be with the shorter week, which I thought was pretty smart. The, not the last time Indiana was here, but maybe two times ago. I want to say Shieldhouse was the quarterback. I'm not sure. But somehow I got a gig holding the parabolic mic on the sideline <laughs> for television. And uh, you, you you hold this thing. The, the handles are about chest high, and it's that big plastic dish with a microphone stuck out it that they get some of the field sound from. you got to point it wherever the action is, and then pray that you don't get run over by a tight end or a linebacker <laughs> on a play on the sideline. So Scott thinks he can take a DB. Take note of that. <laughs> no, I know. I <laughs> As long as he doesn't play in the middle, you know, those outside guys. Find something light. It's they're, they're lighter than like a jug of milk, okay? They're not that heavy. But then try and hold it for about four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it gets really heavy. I bet. That's I what bet. I think of with Illinois and Indiana. It's Indiana, been a long yeah. time. But – uh, yeah. Not not the most glamorous job mm. in television, but the pay was okay. You think about it. Yeah, you think about it. Indiana, you talk about the last five years, yeah. they've been very successful. I mean, for Indiana, mm-hmm. back-to-back January bowl games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that just doesn't happen at Indiana. But then you go 2-10 and ten last year. Right. And everybody leaves. Yeah, you get yeah. all kinds of new people in. Mm-hmm. So that adds to what the uncertainty you're talking about as to what to expect. Now, we'll see who starts for quarterback. I know the Missouri young man threw for a lot of yards with the Missouri Tigers. And so we'll see if that's him or the, or the other quarterback. But Tuttle? Yeah, but they've had um, they've had injury issues last year at quarterback. That hurt them. Yeah. I think most pe- it's kind of like DeVito Sidkowski. I think most people are expecting Bazelak to be mm-hmm. out there, the Missouri transfer. But maybe Tuttle. Enough, that's enough Zach to Oster- make you think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure, sure. All right, shall we do the notebook? Yeah, sure. All right, Brian Barnhart's notebook brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. Alex Belcheski was mentioned, 53rd start the other day, new team record. 
Yeah, he'll set that record. Maybe hard to break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Bielema is now 13 and one in 14 years on opening day. That game was the earliest in Illini football history last week. Chase Brown went over 2,000 yards rushing in his career. Tommy DeVito went over 4,000 passing yards in his career. So that shows you he played a little more than you think at uh, Syracuse. And that was the first receiving touchdown for Chase Brown. Mm -hmm. I thought he would have had one somewhere along the way. Five of the last six games, Illinois held their opponents under 20 points. That's that's a pretty good good stretch. And I think Michael Martins pointed out the last meaningful touchdown that Illinois given up from scrimmage has been a while. I think there was one at the end of the Northwestern game maybe last year that yeah. was garbage time. Uh, but, you know, when it when the game was on the line or in the balance still, it's been a while since the defense allowed a right. touchdown. Special For, teams allowed some at Iowa. Yep. But not yeah, so much yeah. the defense. Yeah. Uh, last meeting, I mentioned 2017, Indiana won 24-14. Jeff George Jr. threw for 263 yards in that loss. For Illinois, remember a guy named Lewis Dorsey? Yes, remember From him? Florida. He has a really three, good catch. Three catches for 107 yards, big yeah. dude, and a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, last meeting in Bloomington, 2013, Indiana won 52-35. Remember talking to Don Fisher, their longtime voice before the game. He said, "Brian, he goes, get your track shoes on because we can score, but we can't stop anybody." <laughs> and that's ex- exactly how the game played. It just was. It was 35-35 into the fourth quarter and then indiana got a 75 yard touchdown run by their tailback and went on to win the game uh nathan shieldhouse who's now at iowa state of course threw for 450 yards in that loss and steve hall who had been a converted defensive back steve hall yep 224 receiving yards in that game total yardage uh indiana 650 illinois 612 (laughs) I mean, so if you was, tell me that, your that starting quarterback's going to throw 450 ball. yards, you probably think you won the game. Yeah, you'd think. Lost by two well, touchdowns. Well, juice, uh, juice, I think it was Juice in the game at Michigan threw for 600, <laughs> or uh, not quite not quite Dave Wilson's record, but yeah. well, that five, was, 580 or something. That was still the RPO was pretty newish, and, yeah. and, and people didn't really know how to stop. That was Rich Rod. <laughs> I mean, people did not know how to stop yeah. the Rich Rod <laughs> offense, right? Uh, some of the coaches over the years at Indiana, Sam Weish. Oh. Coached the Bengals. Yep. Eventually, he was there for one year. Lee Corso, of course, nineteen seventy-three to eighty-two. Not so fast, my friends. Yes, <laughs> played in the seventy-nine Holiday Bowl. I always remember that Holiday Bowl, wild game uh, that they won. Uh, Corso, by the way, they had a. There's a story, and it's true. Uh, nineteen seventy-six, they were leading Ohio State seven to six. Okay, and he stopped, called timeout. They had his team get into a photo with the scoreboard in the background because they had not led Ohio State in 25 years wow. in a game. And if and I'm old enough to remember back in the 70s, if you were up 3 nothing on Ohio State or Michigan, you were like, wow, we're ahead. Yeah. Because they just would, you know, and eventually they would catch up and, and basically, uh, you know, annihilate you. So uh, Bill Mallory, one of the more successful coaches, 1984 to 96, second place Big Ten finish in 87, a Peach Bowl game with Tennessee. Uh, they won the 88 Liberty Bowl. He's Indiana's all-time winningest coach. Jerry DiNardo was there mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Went 8-27. and 27. Antoine Randall-L played for Cam Cameron. And then Terry Hepner, who everybody loved, eventually uh, died of cancer, mm-hmm. uh, brain cancer. And then Bill Lynch and Kevin Wilson and now Tom Allen. So those are some of the uh, coaches that have coached over the years. And um, 
Last year I mentioned 11 points a game the last eight games of the year. Some of the scores, 38-3, 35-14 to Minnesota, lost at Purdue 44-7. They were outscored in those eight losses 282-88. to So that's what they're coming off of. So that's why I think they'll come out with at least determined to do a lot better. And they'll, I, I would think they'd have a decent crowd on a Friday night. I mean, it's. Uh, I saw one of the Indiana reporters said 40,000 sold. That's good. For them, that's a really good crowd. Mm-hmm. So. And Zach Osterman told us this week the trick is it's a notoriously leave early crowd. Mm-hmm. They'll get there on time, but they might leave early if, they don't, if they're not interested. Mm-hmm. And what, what will the students do if they're not interested and it's a Friday right. night and they have other options? I was say, I wouldn't mind that. It sounds like it's going well for the Illini. So if they want to leave because yeah. Illinois is up by so much, go yeah. for it. They've really improved the stadium. They've added some, uh, closed it in. It mm-hmm. was a little bit of an open end. Oh, it had the yeah the old school kind old of school. grass at the end, yeah, grass the, at the yeah. end, and they for a while there they had uh, youth football fields on one end, beyond the one end zone. So you're watching the game, calling the game, and over here there's the young people playing football, <laughs> flag football or whatever on these little fields. They're just running around and they're not really paying attention to the game. And it was kind of like, are you guys paying attention to anything that's going on? So I think they've improved that a lot. So that's interesting. And uh, two and ten though. It's interesting, when they started the season last year, they were ranked 17th when mm-hmm. they went to Iowa. Got as high as number 10 a couple of years ago. And the year before, part of the reason they were 17 is the year before they were really good and thought they belonged. Well, Ohio State took the took the bid from them mm-hmm. to get into yeah. the uh, championship. Right. At least the Big Ten title. Yeah. yeah. They were 6-1 and one in the Big Ten. All right, my last question for both of you. If Lee Corso was there for game day and he had to pick here, what would he put on his head? Yeah. I don't know what you put on your head yeah. for a for an Illini or a Hoosier. Hoosier, yeah. I guess you get a foam finger, I guess. Probably, <laughs> right? you get, break out the old gif where he's got the, the Illinois with the line under it. Oh, yeah, the old helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the New York Giants-like helmet. Mm-hmm. Yes, there you go. Yeah. All right, Brian, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Safe travels over there. That was back when you were in the Marching Illini, right? That was. Uh, and also the Marching Illini went to the road trip at Indiana when Antoine Randall was playing for them and beat him right? in overtime, That's 1999. Right. Oh, wow. wow. What happened in 99? <laughs> Eventually, though, they still <laughs> oh, made a bowl. comes back to 99. <laughs> they still made a bowl. I believe it was the MicronPC.com bowl. That's right. And the right. world ended. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Prince. <laughs> the Notebook brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Peru's and Seven Saints. All right. Uh, Thanks to Brian. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow over there in Bloomington. And when we come back now here at Sports Talk, again, it's uh, episode number two coming up of two out of three. You can be a radio contestant. And we've got prizes for you if you can answer at least two out of three of our sports trivia quiz from the week. Two out of three. If you would like to be a contestant, 217-356-9397. 217-356-9397. Be caller number three, 217-356-9397. Here's what I got. I got, uh, in addition to uh, money to use at the Esquire, gift cards at the Esquire, I've also got tailgate passes for next Saturday's game against Virginia. You can come and enjoy some food and drink with us in Grange Grove. You don't even have to have a ticket to the football game. But if you want to play and think you're uh, up on your sports, Give us a try here at 217-356-9397 right after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Now don't be sad. 
All right, I don't know if this brings you up the energy, but it's two out of three. I don't know if it fits. Not particularly. <laughs> Not the same as the feud music, maybe, is yeah, it? Yeah, maybe we need to do a, an upbeat EDM remix or something. <laughs> it's, it's the new... G- We're still working out the kinks. Here, uh, the fastest radio sensation across the nation. It is two out of three. If you can get two out of three... Or better, you are a winner in the game. And our contestant here is Raleigh. Hey, Raleigh. Uh, good afternoon. Love the show. Hey, thanks. First time caller. We love it. Even better. Make them easy. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's either you, either you got them or you don't. All right, you ready? Evan's yeah. going to keep score here. Question number one. Question number one. With her expected retirement imminent, who extended her tennis career at least a few more days with a three-set victory in the U.S. Open yesterday? Uh, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say Serena Williams, but I'm sure that ain't right. You are correct. One for one. What? One for one. Right. <laughs> Upset the two-seated player. I don't believe it. Yep. Okay. All right. This will be a clincher right here, okay? Oh, I'm ready. What Illinois football running back was named Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week this week after rushing for 151 yards in Illinois' opening game win over Wyoming? Oh, well, it's, uh, I know his name. I'm drawing a blank. It's our favorite running back. He cut the uh, touchdown pass in the opening drive and mm-hmm. ran for the other big yardage. Uh, He's got a twin. Uh, 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 well, uh I, I can't remember his name. I mean, I can't. Uh, he's, got, he's got a twin brother. Does that help you? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, you, I know uh, it's bad, but I do I get two wrong because he's got a twin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, no. No, no. All right. If you're running, you're okay, being... I got, I got a question for you. Well, well hang on. don't ask it now, you're going to hit the buzzer. What year was the first year that women were allowed in the marching Illini? Ooh. Oh, I should know this. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, you, it, okay. It, it, it could just count as one of my. <laughs> okay. No. But, Table it. Table it. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I this is a lot of money with that question. One, one more chance here. <laughs> one more chance here. The rubber game. Okay. Uh, yeah. If if he hits three more home runs before the season is over, uh, Albert no, Albert Pujols oh. will pass who? For fourth place on the all-time major league career home run list, who would Albert uh, Pujols pass? For fourth, yeah, yeah. So they're not number one. No, it would not be number fourth, one. Fourth. Okay, well, the only person that uses a bat that comes to mind is uh, either Barry Bonds or Reggie uh, Jackson. Uh, unfortunately, no, he would pass Alex Rodriguez. He would pass Alex Rodriguez and then take over Not a fourth baseball play. person. Well, that, um, that's all right. All right, well, all right. Uh, Evan, what, what was the final What was the final there? We, we, we didn't quite get to our goal of one, two out of three. We ended up with one out of three. You know what I still have for you, though? You sh- you know, but it was Chase Brown. But, um you know what I still have for you? We still have tailgate passes for you next week, all right? 
Oh, no kidding. Yep. So just uh, oh, as a I bonus for getting one out of three. Okay. All right. Here's another question for you. Who won the guest SIU Saluki uh, tailgate award for the best tailgate the year that they had the tailgate where SIU played Illinois, which was an incredible game? Was that, there? Would that be Raleigh? That's right. <laughs> had my name up on the scoreboard and everything. That was a good day. Remember, the Saluki Athletics is a great tale. That is true. That is true. Right. So what year did women join the Marching Illini? 1971, the year I graduated wow, high 71. School. Right about Title IX time. Hmm. Well, yeah, but it, it's incredible because, I mean, come on. I mean, women, they couldn't be in the band? Well, I know. Crazy it's backwards. World we lived it's in. backwards. But, well. I mean, 1971. I mean, come on. That, you know. right. Hey, thanks for joining us, Raleigh. All right. All right, it's uh, fun. I appreciate the tickets. I'll uh, go to the uh, train station. I'll go to the radio station and pick them up, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. stop on by and then join us at the okay, tailgate. Okay, that's great. Appreciate so it. That's the first game. I encourage everybody to go out and support the team. It's fun. Yes. Thanks a lot. Uh, lifetime experience. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, Paul's on the line. Paul, you're not a contestant, but I see you're calling in all the way from Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was even... Uh, I was in Germany a couple weeks ago, so I was listening to the podcast at night uh, the previous day. So Worldwide. Know, that's how I appreciate it. Jawohl. As an Alliant Island. Yeah, yeah. That's a frictic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, I got a question for you guys. So it's obviously not part of the game, but with the conference realignment cooling down right now, is the expectation for any additions to be delayed until after the season that the current thought process by the the learning folks what i i don't know how recent it was but i thought i saw something about the big 10 recently was having conversations with washington i don't know Mm -hmm. to what extent those conversations were um but my guess is if the the iron's hot they're gonna they're gonna strike and they're gonna make that money yeah i had a quick read on uh you know the so the pac-12 is trying to set their media rights up and this might be a a, hey are you in are you out from oregon and washington with the big 10 and and if not we're going this way and then there's still the big 12 i don't know that it's really cooled off i just don't think it's hot in the headlines because there's I think it's more behind the scenes. So I, 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 your guess is as good as mine, but I wouldn't be surprised if we hear about something else here in the near future. In the near future, but I, oh, I would be could, all in favor. I'd love to see. Yeah, I'd love to see my alma mater play out here in Seattle. That'd be fantastic. So. <laughs> Beautiful city. I've I'll only be been there set. once, and it was incredible. <laughs> I, I hope I yeah. get to go there again. All right, Paul. All right. We got to okay. run. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Yeah, Paul, around the world, wdws.com. We also podcast our programs. All right. And stuff. I felt like everybody came away a winner today, no matter what. Yeah, not bad. All right. Not bad. We'll close it out in just a moment. We will have to have twice the funk in half the time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When we do a funky Friday, we will do it tomorrow from 4 to 5, and then start the Ryan Dallas Real Estate pregame show. Plan to have Bob with us tomorrow for the World mm-hmm. According to Bob from Bloomington. And some other fun. Yeah, fun starts tonight with all kinds of college football. I'd say the official start to the college football season. And the reason that the Penn State-Purdue game is taking place on Fox is because... There's no football? Because they traded Joe Buck to ESPN for Monday Night Football. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
How weird is that? Tom Brenneman, by the way, has a thing now. He has a new show he's launched. I think it's online only. Starts it out. Is it called <laughs> I'm a Man of Faith? It's all called Off the Bench. <laughs> and it's he starts it out addressing it right on the nose. Field. And the <laughs> <laughs> We got to go. WDWS Champaign-Urbana.